Welcome to episode 17 of The SoCo Show. I'm Seth Ott, and with me, as always, is Cody Michael. Oh my gosh, hello folks. Welcome to episode 17. Wow, 17. Seems like a lot. Yeah, one more year we graduated from high school. (laughs) We can can drive past 1230 now? Is that what happens when you turn 17? I think it's just an Iowa thing. Yeah, I don't think we have a lot of listeners outside Iowa though, so maybe... uh, (laughs) You don't think so? Maybe it won't matter. Yeah, maybe we do. I don't yeah. know. Just one guy uh, in Lithuania. Tweet us at Soko Show Pod and tell us what you can do when you turn 17. Go to Rated R Movies, I guess. Yeah. Probably some other really weird stuff. Here's hoping we get some uh, responses to that. <laughs> Seth, I want to open the show with this. I got a question for you. If you had to watch any one movie five times in the same day, what would it be? And it's kind of a weird question because uh-huh. it's not it's not what your favorite movie is necessarily. Uh-huh. Because if your favorite movie is, you know, Schindler's List, you're not going to watch that five times in a day. No. You'd be hanging in a closet. But uh, do you have an answer? What What would be yours? Well, I I know definitely what it wouldn't be, <laughs> and it's not The Matrix. <laughs> of course it's not, you fucking dick. <laughs> um, I think the answer for me here goes to... A movie I have seen probably more times than any one human should have seen it. And it's probably Austin Powers and Goldmember. So, <laughs> <laughs> what? So, see, I thought, so it, go, it comes down to the three movies. If, if So, in this scenario, I'm watching it five times. Is, is it five times every day? Is that what it is? For, no, one single day. Oh, one single day. Are the three movies Austin Powers, Austin Powers 2, and Austin Powers <laughs> no, no, and Goldmember? No, it's Austin Powers, Goldmember. Austin, uh, no, um, Austin Powers, Gold Member, Scary Movie Three, and then Eight Mile. I was, I was really, I was thinking for a second. Those are all the the third movie in the, in the <laughs> series. Um, there was probably a day when we watched Scary Movie Three five times once. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know if I could watch any good movie five times. So I would just get bored. Yeah. But at least with Gold Member, it's so stupid. Like I could, I could watch it twice in a row, laugh at the jokes, then start drinking after the after the third one and laugh again. So that's probably that's probably my answer. That's fair. Without going crazy, I would be able to watch that. Yeah, that actually is kind of a good one because there's a lot of dumb stuff in there and a lot of like tiny jokes mm-hmm. that they make that you might not catch. I've gone back and watched. I watched it like a couple months ago, and there was some stuff in there that was like even yeah. more inappropriate. Well, those came out when we were kind of young, so uh-huh. um, there's a lot of sex jokes. That was the last one. Gold Member is 2002? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Mm-mm. Oh, I was way too young to watch that movie then. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I think, Spy... International Man of Mystery is 97. Spy of Shagney is 99. And then 2002 is Gold Member. Wow. That seems crazy. Mm-hmm. My favorite part of that movie is Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> that, just to be clear, that was my impression of Tom Cruise doing an impression of Austin Powers. And it was spot the fuck on. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. My favorite's... Hey, Powers! Even though it's Kevin Spacey, so I can't even laugh at that anymore. Yeah, he's not good. Yeah. But otherwise, there's Danny DeVito going, Hey, asshole! I'm Mini-Me! Come get me! Uh, I wish I didn't have my volume up on my headphones just <laughs> now. Yeah, you're going to have to edit that. <laughs> um, my, uh, my answer to this question... Um, I, I guess I've got a couple... And uh, one of them would be The Lion King, mm. the uh, animated version, of course, the first one. Uh, 
love The Lion King. There was a time when I was in probably like middle school that I would watch The Lion King every night. I would come home from school and do my homework, and then I would put in the VHS tape of The Lion King, and I would watch it every single day. In middle school, you saw the VHS tape? Yeah. You didn't have the DVD? No. Even I had the DVD when I was in middle school. Well, I already had the VHS. Why would I buy the DVD? (laughs) Because it's special edition, and they unlocked the Disney vault. Well, that's stupid. I do now have the DVD, Blu-ray, digital copy combo pack. Yeah. Um, Pretty Pretty soon it'll be out in 4K. Which seems stupid. That's to me. that's just going to be when they redo it. <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk a little bit about the Lion King later. Uh, that would be one of mine. That's not the one I would pick, um, but that's a, a top contender. I would say um, another one. Spy probably, Kids 3D. Probably not Spy Kids. <laughs> probably my number two on this list. This would be uh, Sing Street. Um, big fan of Sing Street. I, I think I talked about it on maybe our first episode. Um, but that's just a really fun movie. It's a musical, so I can just jam out to all the songs all day. Um, and it's pretty short, and there's not a ton of dialogue, so I don't think I'd get bored of it. I think I'd just keep enjoying the songs. But my number one, definitely I could watch this five times in one day, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, you have watched that five times in a day. I have I have definitely watched it back-to-back. Um, you had, like, a rotation of it going for a while. It was, like, every 90 days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it yet this quarter. I should make sure I <laughs> This uh, fiscal year. Yeah. It's just such a fun movie. And again, just like Goldmember, it's got a lot of tiny jokes in it that you might not notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every time I watch it, I seem to pick up something new. And it's just really fun and bright and loud. And uh, I just dig it a lot. I, I really do. And I think uh, I think I could watch it five times. Plus, it's relatively short. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, uh, not going to take me 12 hours to watch it five times. It might take me, what, 10? A little less. Mm-hmm. So I can still go do shit after I was done. Um I would be in a really weird headspace, I think, but uh, I could do it. Yeah. You do actually have enough exes where you could probably battle. My seven evil exes? <laughs> it's, well, and I hope none of them are listening, because <laughs> now they all think that you think they're evil. Um, but uh, I wouldn't want to fight any of my exes, I don't think. There's probably maybe one no. or two of them I could beat in a Yeah, I was going to say, they'd all beat you. <laughs> I would definitely get my ass kicked. I date strong women. What can I say? Yeah. All right. Let's get into the news. Uh, I want to start with movies. Movie. Got a couple uh, a couple bits of movie news that are actually like really exciting. Mm-hmm. Two or three stories here. Uh, we talked a little bit about The Lion King earlier as, as one of my... Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Lion King, uh, actually, while we were recording last week, so we didn't get to talk about it, but they released the voice cast for the new live you need to say action. Cast. Huh? You need to say cast. Well, it's voice cast. Yeah, right? but no, it's. I think it's technically just cast. You don't have to put voice in front of it. Okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it. Ass. The voice cast for the Lion King was announced. <laughs> that sounds so weird. And it is spectacular. Every single bit of this is is incredible. So, um, grown-up Simba is going to be played by Donald Glover. We've known really that for excited. a long time, haven't we? Yeah, that came out a long time ago. Um, a lot of fans were shipping this for a long time, but Beyonce is going to play Nala, <laughs> which is really exciting. Um, I couldn't care less. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce's cool, but I don't need her in my Lion King. But I guess if it gets more people out... People are kind of speculating that she's going to sing Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And Elton John's going to come back for that, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't thought about her singing. Yeah. So, okay, definitely well, I'm Why well, also I'm a big they fan have her. 
her, la- her last acting role was Foxy Cleopatra. I was going to say, member. why did Goldberg? <laughs> Like the third time. Well, this is this is a weird, uh, yeah. weird circle. It's the new Spy Kids. <laughs> um, so as Scar, really excited about this. Chiwetella Ejiofor. Mm. Um, what's a Chiwetella Ejiofor? It's uh, a Chiwetella Ejiofor playing Scar. <laughs> Stop. That was a terrible joke. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> yeah, leave it in. That was really bad. <laughs> anyway, he's playing Scar. I think he's got a really cool, kind of creepy voice. Yeah. And they're gonna steer away from. I think. The Jeremy Irons played him kind of effeminate mm-hmm. and um, sort of uppity. I think they're going to go more like actual dark mm-hmm. with him. Um, so I, I think it could be really cool. Sarabi, the mother, is played by uh, Alfred Woodard, who you've definitely seen in things, but you might not remember. She uh, she was in Luke Cage. Um, she was in 12 Years a Slave. Uh, she was in Captain America Civil War as a bit character. Um, kind of a handful of things. Um, I guess not a lot that you would have seen, but yeah, what you have seen her in, uh, you probably liked her in. She's she's a stud. I know Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, which is gonna... well, I guess swap that. Billy Eichner's Timon and and Seth, Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's really good casting. Yeah, because Billy Eichner is definitely this hyperactive, mm-hmm. and he's got kind of the high pitched voice, mm-hmm. and he just screams and yells all the time. And there's no way we don't get a Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a young warthog. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see if they sing. I know Billy Eichner can sing. Can he? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Seth Rogen can sing, and I doubt that he can, but he's not really going to have to sing much. No. Um, let's see. Someone, John Keeney, who I, I'm not familiar with, he's playing Rafiki. Um, I imagine he's got like a heavy African accent. I think Rafiki kind of has to have that. Mm-hmm. Not really familiar with his work. I'm going to have to look him up. But... Uh, I'm really excited. John Oliver is playing Zazu, and I think he's perfect because he's going to have the British accent, and uh, he just kind of gives off like a, um, not a tough guy vibe, you know? He's just kind of uh, small and meek, Mm -hmm. um, but also with the British accent, and he'll try to be stern (laughs) and, you know, uh, basically be Zazu. I think think he'll be a really good one. The Hyenas are going to be played by Eric Andre, Florence Kasumba. And Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. So that's going to be hilarious <laughs> because uh, Keegan-Michael Key and Eric Andre are just basically going to giggle and, and make stupid jokes the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure that uh, Florence Kasumba is going to be really tough and she'll be the, the Whoopi Goldberg one, obviously. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be, they're really well cast. And then um, wrapping it up, there's um, J.D. McCrary and shahadi wright joseph are gonna play young simba and young nala i don't know either of them i don't know anything they've been in but um it's a really banging cast and by the way don't forget james earl jones is back as mufasa yeah which is a decision that i was not a fan of when they first announced it i was thinking if you're gonna make a new lion king make a new lion king Mm -hmm. um but they're bringing him back it's just it's hard not like you can't not it's, it's like if they did darth vader again he can't not be Darth Vader, yeah. you know? Yeah. Even though he sounds 30 years old, 40 yeah. years older in Rogue One, and it doesn't make sense. But anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mufasa's going to be epic. I So, I don't like that this movie exists, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to go see it, and I'm still really excited about the voice cast. Yeah. Um, I Also, the idea of it being live action is stupid, because it's going to be 100% CGI. I, I just have this, like, picture in my mind of, like, seeing... African backgrounds and like you know actual like they film a background and then they just take like they do like 
third grade cutouts of the the characters from the movie, like South from Park. the animated movie, yeah, and just stick them there <laughs> and do and the voices, yeah, like a puppet show. Yeah. It'd be fantastic. No, I, I'm I'm actually excited for this. John Favreau. I didn't see the Jungle Book, but people loved the live amazing. action. Yeah, and you know he's done a good job with with many other things. So I'm I'm optimistic for this. And I'm a huge fan of nostalgia, so... Yeah, it's really going to make... It's going to take me back. I'll, I'll probably cry, um, not even from Mufasa dying, spoiler alert, but from um, you just the opening... Nah, I think that's probably going to make me cry. I'm not going with you, then. That was the first ever uh, first ever movie I went to in theaters, was yeah. The Lion King. Yep. And uh, it's amazing. I've probably seen that movie about 50 times. Probably as many times as I've seen Austin Powers and Goldmember. <laughs> Maybe not quite as many. Quite the disparity in quality, I think, if you ask Hey. Me. Speaking of Disney, very, very exciting news uh, coming out of their camp this week. It came out Monday that Disney is now in talks with 21st Century Fox to acquire them. And if you don't know... So, just, just to be clear about this, because I heard some clarifications about this. They are acquiring, basically, the, the library. So, because if they bought Fox in general... Well, it's not It's 21st yeah, Century Fox as a but portion. It, but basically, they're acquiring the properties, is mm-hmm. what they're doing. So, it's not necessarily the 20th Century Fox as a whole, but the properties is right. what it's more. Yeah, so what that means is a lot of superhero shit mm-hmm. could be happening. Specifically, uh, Deadpool is a big part of that now, but the X-Men... Mm-hmm. X-Men are currently owned, 21st Century Fox, potentially coming over to Disney, who obviously owns Marvel. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you think, man? Do you like the idea of the X-Men being back under Marvel's wing? I think it's a good thing. I also think, because that would include Fantastic Four as well, Mm -hmm. and I think Marvel could do a good job with all those. The other thing, though, is, and again, kind of what I've heard along this, too, is it may just be done, because Disney's launching their own streaming service sometime in the future. And this is more of a move for them to acquire titles to put on the streaming service uh, as opposed for future, you know, making. And, and I'm sure if they bought the rights to include it in that to get, you know, those titles, X-Men, Fantastic Four, and, and Deadpool and all that, then they would make movies, likely. But I think this is more of a move for their streaming service sure. than it is for any of that. The other thing, too, is that they're... They have been in talks in the past. They're not right now, currently. This is just kind of inside rumors that have picked up a little bit more. So we'll see how this, how much actually this carries. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that um, comes and goes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's almost always a rumor out there about this. Let's do let's do some speculating, uh, just for fun. If they brought over specifically, I'm talking Deadpool, Fantastic Four, X Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you like to see them included in the MCU? See, I have a feeling, uh, yes, I would. Um, maybe not Deadpool, because that's, they've, they've outright said we're not making rated R superhero movies, mm-hmm. so that kind of ruins Deadpool, and unfortunately, I mean, that's that's the nature of it, because Deadpool is about the, the gore and the, the, uh, un... The cousin. Yeah, basically, the, the unfamily-friendly stuff, so... Maybe not Deadpool. Maybe they can find a way to throw him in a little bit and not make a feature out of him anymore. Or just let him do his own thing. Say, hey, Deadpool's his own franchise away from this. I think they... I th- In order for X-Men and, and Fantastic Four to be relevant again, 
on just the basic level. Because, like, the X-Men right now, they're doing the new mutant stuff and, and all that, trying to do experimental things. But if they want, like, the core, you know, you know, Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, all that to be relevant again, if they want Fantastic Four to be relevant at all, I think they would need to do something to put it back into the MCU. The thing is, is we don't know how the MCU is going to look after in, after the next two Avengers movies. There could be characters dead, retired, mm-hmm. contracts are running out like crazy now. So they might, this might be something they have planned. Who knows? Yeah, it would be cool. Um, I think, so my opinion on this, I don't want the X-Men involved in the current MCU mm-hmm. because that's way too much it's shit. It's too much, yeah. And then you have to answer, okay, so X-Men have always been around, or mm-hmm. mutants have always been around, and mm-hmm. we haven't noticed them up to this point. Mm-hmm. There's just too much dumb shit that would need to happen yeah. for them to be in the current MCU. What I would like, though, is for Marvel to be handling a new X-Men universe, mm-hmm. separate from the rest of the MCU. That's what I would like to see. I don't... Maybe with some, like, maybe you pull over the core, the actual X-Men themselves. Mm-hmm. Maybe they become a part of it. But the whole world of mutants, yeah. I don't think could see, ever jive with I the I think MCU. that's probably what would happen is something like, because, like, Spider-Man is another thing where he's kind of existed alongside and then they came back and explained it. Maybe they do that with, with like, Wolverine mm-hmm. or, you know, because Wolverine's supposed to be alive, you know, for hundreds of years or whatever. Yeah. So... I'm sure they would find a way to explain it, I think, and, and not be too convoluted. But I, I think it would have to be, I mean, I, I don't think Chris Evans is going to be around after the the next Avengers, neither Robert Downey Jr. So there's two big movie franchises gone. I don't know how much longer, I mean, it seems like with after Ragnarok, Thor's kind of winding down too, mm-hmm. just in terms of like, he's lost the hammer and, and you know, all the, the whole world's, his world's gone and stuff. So maybe he's kind of winding down too. So that's three big franchises. You're kind of left with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Ant-Man as kind of the big ones. So, I mean, there could be room for X-Men, I think, still. Yeah, I I think that um, I would love to see the entire MCU just kind of wind down (laughs) and go away um, and leave room for something big in the X-Men world. I really like the idea of a big X-Men universe Mm -hmm. because there's so much interesting shit that goes on in there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of cool commentary that they have with the mutants' relationship with, with regular humans and um, just a lot of interesting stuff that I think they've really botched in the X-Men movies that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see Marvel give it a crack. And um, it would be really weird, though, seeing new versions of these characters, especially Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Seeing a new version of Wolverine would be really weird. I, see, I feel like it's gone on long enough where I, I would be okay with it. Yeah, I would I would like it and I would be yeah. okay with it. But it... it to see them calling anyone but Hugh Jackman Wolverine would would be weird, don't just, you think? At least I don't for a know. minute. I, I just don't have that connection anymore. With, I, I mean, I never really had a connection with X Men, so for me, it's not a big deal. I mean, Wolverine has been Hugh Jackman for the long for a long time. I get that, but I, I would have an easy time kind of disassociating myself with that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with what you said before. Deadpool does not definitely mm-hmm. does not jive with. Marvel in general, but yeah. specifically the MCU. But, like, the thing is, though, like, in the comics, he has so many great interactions with some of those, more, like, Spider-Man is, mm-hmm. is, like, the big one. That's a huge one that he's had a lot of good interaction with, and they're funny back and forth. And I think that could be cool, but I just don't know how they do it. I don't think it happens, because you can't have Spider-Man, even if he's not saying fuck, you can't have him on screen with Deadpool while he's saying fuck. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't, you know, they're trying to get the kids to watch and all that. So I just, I don't, I don't see it as possible. I would love it. I think mm-hmm. it'd be cool. Um, 
but I don't think it happens. One of the things that I, that made me laugh about this, as the news was kind of really circulating on Monday, uh, Ryan Reynolds posted a tweet. Yeah. And was like, hey, what the hell does this mean? Right. <laughs> Which uh, would be entertaining. Of course, Deadpool 2 is, uh, I think, in post-production right now, mm-hmm. coming out next year. So, um, yeah, that would be interesting. There's a lot of stuff that Fox is working on in the X-Men universe mm-hmm. between New Mutants... Um, they've got at least they got two, that gifted show on the gifted there. Show, Legion, Legion, um, a lot of stuff going they got on the there. Dark Phoenix coming out, yeah. So, which I don't so care about that. It would be weird if they all, all of a sudden scrapped any of any or all of that. I would like to see that new Mutants movie if they're going to do that. That does look really like, yeah. fun. Yeah, interesting stuff with uh, Fox and Marvel. It'll it'll be pretty wild to see if they somehow do pull them in. Uh, it would definitely be interesting to see what they go ahead and do with it yeah. after that. One more piece of movie news here. Uh, one of our favorite movies of 2017 was It. Um, and The sequel's called Shh. The sequel is Ish. It too. <laughs> and uh, it's been a lot of... Uh, since It was so uh, successful... That'd be the prequel. <laughs> Shh. Get out of here. Um, since It was so successful... So successful... The sequel has already been greenlit. Uh, the sequel, if you don't know, it is broken up into two parts. Uh, part one, where the Losers Club is a group of kids. And then there's a part two, where those same kids return as adults uh, to face off again against Pennywise. So part two of that story, where they're adults, is currently in like pre-production. And so there's been a lot of shipping and a lot of speculation as to who is going to play what characters. And there was a story this week that uh, Jessica Chastain has been in kind of informal talks uh, to play Beverly Marsh mm. in the new movie, which I think would be an amazing casting. Um, she's friends with the director and the producer of the new movie, Andy Muschietti and his wife. Um, they're actually really good pals, and he has expressed interest in her mm. as the adult Beverly. Uh, I, I, this really excites me. Yeah. Uh, do you think it'd be a good casting? Oh, yeah. It'd be good. Um, one other one I've heard, too, kind of just names thrown out there, nothing official by any means, but is Mike the the Stranger Things boy with the glasses? Is that his name? No. What's his name? Is Mike the Stranger it's Things? It's Richie. Richie. Mike is the black his, kid. So Stranger Things, Richie is his name? Richie Tozier, yeah. Some of the names being thrown out there for that, one of them is Bill Hader. Really? Which would make sense because all the voices and yeah. stuff, and he's a radio DJ in the future. That'd he be kind of hella He can do hella voices. That would be really, that'd be really cool. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I think, um, so I remember when we did the ride home for this, we talked a little bit about who we might like to see cast in the adult version. And personally, I would kind of like to see them not have big stars in it and kind of stay no-name people. Mm-hmm. Just because I think horror works better and the ensemble cast of characters works better if they're unknown people. Otherwise I'm there to watch Bill Hader and Jessica Chastain. That's different. Mm -hmm. And people already have a connection with these characters. So I would rather see it that way, but it's harder to do that with adult actors than it is with kid actors. Right. Definitely. Cause even so like with, with Finn Wolfhard in this and it, it, I mean, it took me a little bit before I kind of bought in, you know, him not being stranger things boy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I mean, yeah, I think it's harder to do with, with adult actors. Yeah. And if they're going to go with established actors, mm-hmm. um, Jessica Chastain is a slam dunk. She's mm-hmm. amazing. She plays a really good, like, tough chick. Obviously, she was in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, I think she'd be perfect for Bev. Um, 
if there's any uh, credence to the Bill Hader rumors, I would love to see him as Richie Tozier. Yeah. Uh, they would be a really fun cast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited about it and uh, really interested to see more details come out. I hope they can really steer this in an even more dark direction with adult <laughs> actors um, because uh, it'd be really interesting to see kind of what, what they pull out of the book and what they don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the movies I'm most looking forward to. Of course, still two years out, but yeah. even so. Is it 2019? Yeah, 2019. Okay. I, I don't know. So if they'll start a... filming probably next year. Yeah, it should be underway. They probably should uh, have a cast not not long from now. Yeah. They should have a cast. So um, you, the listener, will be uh, made aware as soon as we are. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about it uh, as things develop. Before we leave movies, just want to give a quick mention to uh, Thor Ragnarok. We went to that over the weekend. It Ragnarokked. <laughs> it Ragnarokked. Uh, spoiler alert. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we had a really fun time with that movie. You can see uh, a little bit more of our thoughts on the ride home. Uh, that video is live on Jared Buckendall's YouTube channel. At. At Jared Buckendall. Uh, you can see his review. His, his is a really good one, too, actually, um, of uh, of Thor Ragnarok. So a lot of fun to be had over on uh, Jared's YouTube page. Also, a uh, quick shout-out to Jared. He did a <laughs> uh, trailer review of the new... Um, uh, 50 shades freed yeah. movie that's coming out and it was hysterical so make sure uh, while you're over there to stop and check that out um but back to thor uh again just, just a really fun movie i think a really good addition to the mm-hmm. mcu in general um and i, I want to ask you just briefly does it does that does thor and how it turned out does it change uh, your opinions of the MCU at all, or do you think they're just kind of staying on course here, or, or what do you think about yeah, it going I, into Black Panther and Infinity War next year? I think Black Panther is going to have a different tone than all of them. Yep. And that's I hope gonna, so. that's going to be more action based, more hand to hand type stuff. Well, a lot of the MCU is hand to hand, which I think has kind of been a negative. But I hope they they kind of follow more of a DC type of you know you get to see everything. Because mm-hmm. if there's one thing that D- DC does well, it's their fighting in their movies. Yep. But. For me, like I know you've been way more critical of the MCU than I have. I, I, I don't hold much stock into these movies. I just kind of go in hoping for a fun time, mm-hmm. and that's usually what I get. Yep. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm still the same. I love Thor. I loved it. I, lo- I liked it quite a bit, but I'm not. It doesn't change my where my thoughts are for like Infinity Wars or Black Panther, or Ant Man. I'm actually more excited for Ant Man than all those. <laughs> yeah. I'm about the same. Um, I'm unmoved about the MCU in general. I did really like Thor, even more than I anticipated. Um, Really just a fun time at the movies. Mm -hmm. I hope that Black Panther is very different, though. Mm -hmm. I don't want Black Panther to be this fun, happy, jokey movie. Yeah, it's not going to be. I really hope they go not dark, not evil or sad or anything like that, but just like tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Black Panther is a hero that lends himself to that type of a movie. Isn't the director of Black Panther the director of Creed? Yes, he is. Okay. Uh, he did Creed and Fruitvale Station, so which he, also he has Michael B. Jordan. He loves himself some Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> but I think that, and just looking for, I know you haven't watched the trailers, really. You watched the one, and that's it. I watched the announcement trailer, it's, but I'm avoiding the rest. It seems like, because the movie in general looks kind of darker, just the way it looks. Uh, you know, Like, the like color, literally dark. Light, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Creed kind of had that too, and it kind of has a similar tone, and just like it's more serious. And Creed had some real heavy hits and stuff, so I'm, I'm excited for that. If it's anything like Creed, yeah, I will love it because yeah. that movie was dope. Mm-hmm. Like anytime there's a punch, there's some bass to that yeah. shit, and that's what I want out of my black. Yeah. I don't need the whole. I don't yeah. need any of that. I want some boom. You just know 
hopefully you get some sweet punches and some car dismantling in this. Oh, yeah. And some uh, weird hand cannon <laughs> yeah. things. Uh, whatever the hell that is. Um, but yeah, more, more to come, obviously, on the MCU. Uh, it's it's kind of always at the forefront of movie news. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll continue to talk about that as stuff comes out. But really looking forward to what they come out with in, in 2018, for sure. Truth. Video games! Let's, uh, let's skip over to video games. And we're going to be brief here. We talked a lot uh, last week about... Uh, sort of the fall season and the new stuff that's dropping. And I know that over the course of last week, a couple of things that you were really looking forward to have dropped. Mm-hmm. So I just want to kind of get a little bit of your first impressions um, since you've only had a little bit of time on each of these games. But let's start with Call of Duty, mm-hmm. World War II. That dropped last Friday. Mm-hmm. I know you've got a copy. Uh, how are you feeling? How, how's your progress in that? And what are you feeling about it so far? Yeah, I've played halfway through the campaign. And the campaign's pretty sweet. It's, I mean, it's obvious. It's World War II. It says it right in the title. There's really not a ton of story involved. It's just kind of go through the missions and, you know, there's some cool, just like Call of Duty games in the past, there's some cool action, big set piece type things. But really the main story is you're just a dude who, World War II, and you, you start off kind of like, you know, scared and everything like that. And you kind of, you see your character build, get more confidence. There's like a girl at home that he's excited to get back to that everyone jokes about her and stuff on, on your platoon or whatever it's supposed to be. Is that what it is, platoon? I don't know. I haven't played it. Sure. <laughs> well, I, I think that's just a general army term. Squad? Squ- squadron. Unit. Yeah. Something like that. So you kind of got some of those elements. It You know, it's the 40s, so you kind of have, like, it's my darling type thing. Uh, Josh Dumahal's in it, <laughs> which is kind of funny. He is probably his best acting role. Oh, gosh. <laughs> You know, he kind of plays like a hard-ass sergeant type guy or captain type guy. So I don't know any of my military ranks or anything like that. So I'm going to just keep bullshitting. <laughs> so there's that. The graphics in it are pretty incredible, especially seeing it like HDR and 4K. It's it's pretty pretty great. You could see even like some, there's times where like people's legs get blown off. You can see like tendons and shit hanging out of it. That's pretty messed up. Ugh. So, no, it's fun. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to... It's World War Two, you know who fucking wins. So I'm not, not going to spoil anything, but I haven't had any chance to play the online. That, that's kind of what I'm more excited to do. I always play through the campaign first, just kind of get back into the first-person shooter mode, and then get to the multiplayer after that. So I'm, I'm all, I'll get more back about that. But the game is getting reviewed very, very well. Like GameSpot, who I trust quite a bit, they, they have a nine out of ten, which is a pretty damn good score for them. So. Yeah, I, I saw you playing a little bit of this um, the other night, and God, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like you're there, mm-hmm. and it is really cool. And just has it just appears to me to have a different kind of feel completely than what is normal. It seems like it's it's all more serious mm-hmm. and more realistic and more scary mm-hmm. because of how real it looks. Um, it's not a bunch of robots, and you can get shot twenty times <laughs> right. before you die. It's like if an explosion goes off, you feel it, yep. and you see it, and you hear it, and uh, I, I like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's the one thing is they really did a good job with not only the graphics but the sound, the sound in it. Especially, I had the headphones on for a little bit of us playing last when I first started it, and you know, hearing around you, kind of the bombs going off and the guns, like you're, you know, that going by your head and stuff. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. So it's cool. And that stuff is fun. I know uh, it, when you finish the campaign, I'm going to give it a shot, I think, and uh, see what it's all about. But it, it looks tight, the couple, mm-hmm. the little bit of it that I've seen. Uh, the one that I think you were even more excited to get to mm-hmm. uh, was <laughs> the new DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. Yep. I know you've only had maybe one or two hours Not on even this. that long, probably um, 30 minutes. Yeah, so what's your uh, first impressions? I mean, so far, it's it's 
definitely Horizon. Just, you know, it's basically like an extra level, or it's an extra area of the map. It's actually a pretty decent sized area of the map from what I've done so far. But I'm back, I mean, I was back into the swing of things really quick. Uh, that game is awesome. But it's just, I mean, it's kind of a snowier area. It's all snow. It's like, it's called the Frozen Wild, so it's all snow. But there's extra side quests they throw in there. There's, in the actual game, there's these, like, giant tall dinosaurs you have to climb to that'll unlock the entire map so you can see everything. So I have to do that again, um, you know, finish the, the story. It's about 12 hours from what I've read. So that's, I mean, for... 15 bucks it's not too bad so that's that's i mean that's the, that's twice the campaign of call of duty so wow yeah so uh, a lot of stuff coming out right now like we said uh getting closer and closer to star wars battlefront i know i'm picking yeah, that that's... up as soon as it drops is that this week or no next? i think it's next the end of next week i think 17th mm-hmm. and so uh obviously we're gonna we're gonna be jumping on that as soon as it drops yeah um one of the games uh, and i i just thought of this i so we didn't prep for it but um Assassin's Creed is getting mm-hmm. pretty good reviews so far. Um, any chance you're going to pick that up? No. I, no? I've, I haven't played Assassin's Creed since the first one. Yeah. So I I've really have no no big interest in these. Mm-mm. Story got too out there for me. Yeah, and the story, what sucks about it is the story. The gameplay has always been fun, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, all the parkour and the different tricky ways you can parkour. murder people um, has been cool. Kind of reminds me of a Hitman mm-hmm. kind of feel. Um so, I don't know. I, I might give this one a shot. I've been kind of considering it because of the reviews have been a lot better mm-hmm. than some of the recent installments. Uh, and it's Egypt, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I may I may give it a, a shot. Hey, uh, you the listener out there, if uh, if you've played Assassin's Creed Origins and uh, want to give us a recommendation, uh, make sure you hit us up on Twitter or uh, any of the other social medias or by email. Let us know what you think and uh, tell us whether or not we should pick that up. Sports! Well, the, the big news last week, uh, we touched on a little bit because uh, the game was underway while we were recording uh, episode 16. Houston Astros won the World Series. Uh, they beat the Dodgers in Game 7 last Tuesday night. And, uh, wow, you know, it was a classic series. Um, I didn't get to watch it, but I, I did see a lot of highlights. And every game was close. It, it was a good show. And um, shout-out to the Astros. You know, like we touched on a little bit before um, – one of those teams, kind of similar to last year's Cubs, that really had to mm-hmm. rebuild themselves from the ground up, uh, and now they're a powerhouse. Yep. So um, really exciting to see them win. I was kind of rooting for L.A., uh, just because I consider myself a bit of an L.A. sports fan because <laughs> of the Rams. But, uh, hey, very cool for the for the Astros as well. Staying with baseball, uh, kind of some sadder news. One of the pitchers that we grew up kind of watching, yep. playing for, was it the Phillies? Phillies, yeah. was Roy Halladay. And uh, he just he passed away today in a plane crash mm-hmm. in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, only 40 years old, yep. so that's quite tragic. And uh, one of the guys that uh, you know, like I said, we we really grew up watching, and mm-hmm. it was really fun to see some of those really good Phillies teams. Yeah. Uh, in the early 2000s, were were really cool. And so some um, damn good pitching, and yeah, you know they were uh, led by Chase Utley and and uh, Ryan uh, Howard. Ryan Howard, yeah. yeah. Those are some good Phillies teams. Yep. Jason, I was, uh, Jason Worth was on that team, too. I was a big Atlanta Braves fan back then, so they were kind of the bane of my existence. Yep. But, uh, yeah, always sad to see someone go so young. And uh, so, um, obviously, uh, you know, our thoughts are with uh, the Halliday family and baseball as a whole because I know he was really well-liked mm-hmm. uh, around the around the major league and, and well-respected, uh, not only for his pitching but as, as a guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of stories coming out today about, you know, just uh, how good of a dude he was. So, yep. um, sad news there. 
Let's turn over to football and holy crap. This Ezekiel Elliott shit won't die. <laughs> um, we recorded last week under the idea that Elliott was going to be suspended for last weekend. And then before the podcast even posted, they lifted the damn suspension again. So he played last week. Yep. Um, had a pretty decent game. The Cowboys had a big win yep. um, over the Chiefs. Yep. Really good ball game, actually. Um, and it's still it's unclear. It still is unclear about whether or not Elliott's going to play this there's weekend. A ruling on Thursday at two p.m. So about <laughs> whether if there's going to be an if he's going to be granted an injunction. It's for the second second circuit court whether he'll be granted an injunction that would push off once again to whether it would be reviewed. So at this point, if he if he misses this week, then he would come. Or if he if they say nope, you're not you're you know you're gonna you're gonna serve the suspension. He would be back week fifteen, so like the it's it's just it's a mess for him because now he's just getting pushed off later and later and and they need him for a playoff put because I don't think the Cowboys are personally a good enough team to get even a wild card spot at this point. I mean I know they beat the Chiefs, but I mean without him I don't know how much of a run game they have and their offensive line hasn't been as good. Their defense is bad. So I don't know. I, I it, without him, I don't see them making a, a playoff push. And now he's just screwing it, screwing him, screwing over that team by keep pushing it off. I think it would have been better for the team for him to miss the first six games. Mm-hmm. I really do, and yep. he'd be back by now. I think they could be at least five hundred without him uh, at this point. But you know, they have played really well the last couple weeks. I think right now they're sitting in the last wild card spot. Um, so they're playing really well. But, you know, any week now he could be out. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point now where he might miss potentially playoff games mm-hmm. if uh, if he doesn't start serving it soon. So at some point you got to think the, the shoe's got to drop. Right? Yeah. He, serve, he will serve the suspension. Yeah. Um, it's just and, a matter of when. Yeah, it's just – I think his thinking is if he can get it pushed off to the offseason, then they have an entire offseason to fight it and pull up more evidence and, you know, try and – Weasel's way to at least get it reduced. I think sure. I think that's probably what his thinking is, but we'll see. Yeah, I I'm so sick of talking about it, but we have to talk about it. It's one of the biggest uh, stories in football this year, and I just want him to serve the damn thing. Just serve, just serve the suspension, and then come back and play. That's all I care. And then I'll never give him shit again because you do the crime, you do the time. But uh, don't beat women and then try to get away with uh, not having your fucking punishment. Mm-hmm. That's it. Sticking, uh, sticking with football, one of the, another one of the biggest stories last week, and this is just a real bummer, man. Uh, Houston Texans rookie quarterback Deshaun Watson having a crazy good year, record-setting even. Uh, ACL injury mm-hmm. during uh, during the practice week, and he's going to miss the rest of the season. And uh, you, you hate to see this kind of stuff, right? I mean, yeah. he was being a real stud, and now he's going to miss the year. Yep, makes makes that team who like beginning of the year was irrelevant, and then became really relevant. And now again irrelevant. So it sucks because you like you like to see, especially in that division where there's no one, uh, that division be relevant. Especially like Andrew in the same day. Actually, it was Andrew Luck was on the IR, and then later on that day, Deshaun Watson went on mm-hmm. the IR because of that. So it sucks because now I mean you have to the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs, and no one wants to see them in the playoffs. <laughs> They're boring. But. I wouldn't mind being the team that gets to play in first round. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, it sucks just because you you like to see those exciting players and kind of like Cam his rookie year. I mean, exciting, yeah. fun to watch, and made that team relevant. At Panthers who had been bad for so long. Same thing with the, the Texans. So that team has had basically their two best players now with Watt and and Watson. There's been so many ACLs and 
knee injuries this year. It's crazy. It's a bad time to be a knee. It's, it really is. And a lot of it, for some things I've seen are, are just that people are getting so crazy in shape and getting so powerful that their legs can't handle how fast and strong they are in their knees there's you can't work out a knee you can't mm-hmm. make your knee stronger right you can make your your thigh stronger and your calf stronger but in between that your knee is going to stay the same strength yep. so it's it's hard yeah it, it's a bummer but uh if there's a silver lining to this it's that it's happened early enough in the year mm-hmm. where probably you know under the normal circumstances he should be able to start next season yeah six to nine months so nice. that's good news. Uh, Houston could be tough yeah. next next season when they, when he comes back. Uh, they might be the favorite to win that division next year if if he comes back mm-hmm. healthy. You get JJ Watt back. Uh, they've got talented receivers. Lamar Miller's pretty good at running back. I know they've been kind of doing a little bit of a carousel there, but I think that offense is going to be legit. Defense is still pretty tough mm-hmm. um, on Houston. So uh, we're looking forward, of course, to next season and seeing Watson back. Because man. Not only has he been really good, just really fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, because he slings that shit. He's yeah. throwing it all over the field. He can run like hell. Um, you know, some of these really good quarterbacks just aren't as fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the guys that, you know, he kind of plays that Brett Favre style, just <laughs> running around and then chucking it. Yeah. I really like it. So we're, we're looking forward to him coming back. We wish him a, a speedy recovery. Houston, probably next week, is going to get their shit kicked in because they're playing the L.A. Rams. Yeah. <laughs> In Los Angeles. Rams coming off a huge victory. Uh, 51 points they hung on the New York Giants, who I think are officially a dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh, not saying the Rams or the Giants are a good team here, but the Rams just completely uh, goosed them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think that for a lot of people around the NFL, this, this win signifies that the Rams are legit mm-hmm. and that they're a playoff team. Um, I hope they're right. <laughs> um, I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid and, and I, I think I'm fully on board with the fact that they're a damn good football team. Number one offense in football right now, slightly ahead of uh, Philadelphia in terms of scoring. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, we were just talking about these four tough games they have giants, Houston, Vikings, saints beat the giants. Mm-hmm. Houston's now without a quarterback. That's a likely win this weekend. Yeah. Now you're looking at potentially seven and two. Then you go come up against the Vikings and Saints, two playoff teams. Mm-hmm. Still have a game against Philadelphia at the end of the season. Yeah, Rams are now... And C- play Seahawks again, too. And they got the Seahawks again. So they're going to have a tough road to hoe the rest of the way. But yeah, they, I saw today that in terms of strength and schedule, they're like seventh hardest remaining. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. So, this, this is the... T- this is the Because they had one of the easiest going in for the first half. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what this what this kind of comes, comes to be for them. They're going to have to back up all this talk and really earn it. Um, but they're very much in the conversation, not only for a playoff spot, but for a first round bye potentially. Mm-hmm. If they can get a win over either the Vikings or the Saints and hold the Seahawks off for the division, they're going to be yeah. right up there for that number two, potentially the number one spot if they can beat Philly. So yep. it's going to be really interesting the rest of the way. Uh, some Vikings news too. I don't know if you yeah, saw this today. Teddy. Sounds like more more Teddy, less Bradford the rest of the way. Yeah, Bradford will probably go into the IR, which is crazy to me because Weird, right? yeah it's been like week to week and even what it is is it's not crazy he's going to the ir it's crazy that he's having this in the first place because what it came down to being was basically just he's has he has had so much damage to that knee that there's like scarring and things like that in there that it's making his knee structurally not sound which is why he can't play on it so his career's got to be done I, I think at this point like he's gonna have to have another surgery to clear that up properly 
even if he doesn't and the heal you know does as much healing as it can it's just going to happen again you mm-hmm. know i think his career is pretty much done and then teddy's being activated from the the pup which is a good a good sign he's ahead of schedule which is good and he's going to back up keenum so we'll see i well it, i think keenum's on a pretty short leash at the leash at this point cuz they love teddy and he was good and until the point that you know he got hurt so we'll see what happens i i i could I could see us up in Minnesota, week eleven. Teddy chants ring out throughout the <laughs> throughout the U.S. Bank Stadium, and I would uh, I would honestly love to see that. Mm-hmm. And I could very well picture a, a situation where Vikings go in, maybe they don't play really well this weekend. Keenum mm-hmm. is bad, and then all of a sudden, come next week, mm-hmm. uh, Bridgewater is the starter again. I would love to be in Minnesota for his first game back. I would too. Um, as much as I'm not a Minnesota Vikings fan, I love returning players yeah um i think about like eric berry coming back from his Mm -hmm. cancer and the scene there in in kansas city that was like emotional yeah and uh i think it would be very fun to see teddy i would i would stand up and cheer for teddy coming back because that was was potentially a season or a career-ending injury and Mm -hmm. he's he's ready to rock i was actually up in minnesota for the game where peterson came back as the season the home the season opener where peterson came back the year after he tore his acl blew more than that he tore it like he blew out his ACL, MCL, and PCL, yes. and then that's the season he went on to win MVP and and all that. So that was that was really cool. The place went. It was the Metrodome. It was one of the last few seasons there. That place blew whatever roof was still on there <laughs> <laughs> right off. So that's probably why it caved in. <laughs> now it'll be really fun to see Teddy Bridgewater. Plus, um, I don't think he's a very good quarterback. So the Rams will probably <laughs> <laughs> the Rams will probably win if he plays. In my humble opinion, so. Man, NFL has been crazy. Chiefs played like crap mm-hmm. against the Cowboys. Uh, they've lost three out of four games now. Mm-hmm. They're not looking like the definite playoff team, especially in that division now. Mm-hmm. Got the Raiders are playing a little bit better. Denver kind of sucks. Yeah. But uh, then you got KC. Chargers have played well. They just don't have the record to show <laughs> for it. So I don't know between them and like you have the uh, NFC South, which was supposed to be really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saints have played amazing, but, mm-hmm. you know, Falcons, uh, Panthers, and, and Tampa has been super disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of really pe- – teams that people thought were going to be really good, not so much this year. Yep. And it's leaving Even room. the Patriots have been less Patriots dominant. have not been great. Patriots currently tied with um, – I don't know, they're one game ahead of the yeah. Bills and Jets mm-hmm. in that division. Um, and Miami's not too far behind from them. So yep. uh, it's leaving a lot of room for these teams like your your Rams and your Vikings and your Bills. Um and your Jaguars to uh, overperform and and make their way into the playoff picture, which yep. has been really exciting. Television! All right, let's get over to TV. Hey, I know the folks have been really looking forward to this one. Stranger Things 2 came Dos. out last week. We're going to get, just in a second, we're going to get to a TV corner uh, for season two of Stranger Things. Before that, just a couple pieces of news that we want to talk about really still revolving around this Kevin Spacey news. Um, of course, he's the star of Netflix's House of Cards. Sexual assault allegations came out last week. Netflix, not too happy. Originally, they said House of Cards is canceled. Then they came back and said they're only suspending production. And last week, I think they made a big move. 
uh, finally brought the hammer down on Kevin Spacey. So he's officially been fired from the show. Mm -hmm. But now it sounds like it's not canceled. Yeah, and then they cut production, too, on a movie he was doing for them, too. I didn't know that there was a movie involved. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't House of Cards related. It was just a Kevin Spacey starring movie. I think it was a biopic of some kind. Gotcha. Well, good on them for cutting ties with him. I I think that was inevitable. Um, But So with this news that... Production is only suspended on House of Cards. Kevin Spacey's definitely fired. Do you think this definitely clears the way for them to continue the current story of House of Cards just without Frank Underwood? I still think it'll end after season six. I, again, I think, as I mentioned last week, that was from what I read the original plan. So I think they write him out of the show, finish it out with its with a, an ending, and then potentially go on to the spinoffs of like Doug Stamper or Remy or whoever they plan to do it with. Sure. You, you got to be happy to um, at least have some hope that they're going to finish the course i hope though, so right? yeah maybe with the uh, clara's kind of the potential head well probably she's the main protagonist don't yeah you think? oh i mean that's kind of where this last season was heading anyway yeah. so interesting stuff um it would be nice to see house of cards keep going we talked a lot about this mm-hmm. last week um a lot of folks who whose job that is um i'd love to see them continue to be able to do that obviously it's a good show it's always been reviewed well even without spacey i still think it can be really good mm-hmm. um robin wright is amazing i yep. definitely think she has the ability to carry a show like that and uh it'll be really interesting to see kind of where they go from here though mm-hmm. one funny thing i saw online was uh <laughs> there's there's a petition it, it had a decent amount of traction but there's a petition for Kevin James to replace Kevin Spacey on House of Cards, which I hate Kevin James with an undying passion. He is so bad in everything he does. Make sure you watch Kevin Can Wait Thursdays on CBS. Which is, God, that is goddamn basically King of Queens because the same, the, that woman, he... I, Leah Romini. Yeah, who was a big Scientologist or whatever. She wasn't on the show to begin with. It was just Kevin James. And then she comes on for like a guest starring role. I don't watch the show at all, but I know the story. And she comes on for a guest starring role, and now she's, like, on the promos with him. She's, like, hanging on his arm, just like King of Queens. That is King of Queens. Just keep doing that show. I love King of Queens, (laughs) so uh, more King of Queens, please. That's what they should call it. I don't know why you're such a hater. It's even three words. Kevin can wait, King of Queens. Like, I guess it was the King of Queens, so. Yeah, four words. Whatever. You don't even know anything about King of Queens. Why do you hate Kevin James so much? He's just not good. He's not funny. He is in that kind of role. That's a the only thing I've ever liked him in is Hitch. That's it. Okay, I liked him in Hitch. And but... he tries to star in things, and he's he doesn't he can't. Well, he's star. not a movie star. That's he's a he's a comedic actor. He's terrible. And I think he's perfect for for the um, you know, the sitcom comedies. I, I think I I think that's where he belongs. I just think that this petition thing is funny. <laughs> it would be hilarious to see him. He he does have experience playing the president though. In um, what pixels? He played the president of the United States. Why did you watch that? Um, I didn't watch it. Uh, I have seen maybe about 15 minutes of it, but I just know that that's what he was cast as, was president. So, uh, hey, listen. I also know he's a fucking mall cop, too, so that's... Paul Blart, they got two, two, two movies. So they... He's catching royalty checks. It is, Kevin James doesn't give a fuck what you think, because he's catching royalty checks. Hey, uh, listeners out there, make sure you I'm not even doing up... this TV corner right now, because I'm so pissed <laughs> off about Kevin James. Make sure you hit us up with, uh, your favorite Kevin James performances, and... <laughs> recommend some uh see if you can get set to change his mind you know you know what though i would much rather watch paul blart mall cop and the sequel than the matrix okay now <laughs> that is pretty now those are fantastic films but i think you're getting a little you're getting a little out of control here okay i know you like to poke poke the bear about this matrix stuff but uh kevin james is way better than keanu reeves all right i can't even say that because john wick on. 2 is amazing 
But Seth, the people can't wait any longer. Uh, the people keep saying, tell Seth to quit talking shit about The Matrix and start talking <laughs> about Stranger Things Season 2. Oh, no, I watched The Matrix Reloaded this weekend. Or the animated series, that's what I watched. The Animatrix? Yeah. Worth a worth Is a that watch. what it's called? I've never seen it. Yeah. I've never seen it, but uh, apparently it's really good. That's a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> Enough Matrix, let's get over to the TV corner. <laughs> yeah. That's a my TV corner. All right. Well, we've already talked about it. Stranger Things season two. Everyone's binging it right now. Part two. It's not season two. It's Stranger Things two. Stranger Things two. It's the sequel. Everyone's binging it right now. Everyone knows about it, but me, I still have not started it. Mm -hmm. So of course, no spoilers for this TV corner. Uh, So if you haven't seen it, don't rush away quite yet. Seth's going to do his best to to leave the story plot points out of it. Uh, What do you think, Stranger Things (laughs) two? So. Stranger, Stranger Things 2, not season 2, but 2, the sequel. Stranger Things colon, the sequel. So, I'm, I'm sure people listening, and probably a lot of people listening, are all 11 of you have already watched this. <laughs> but, um, for those who haven't, and yes, I will not spoil it, it's it's just to kind of, I'm not going to come out here and say it right now, it's it's definitely damn good. So, kind of some points about this it's it's definitely a slower pace than season one season one and we kind of talked about this a little bit off off microphone earlier but season one kind of had a lot of oh shit type of moments and kind of left you guessing a whole lot of the time this one there's still some definitely mystery to it and there's definitely still some like oh shit type moments cliffhangers especially they, they do a good job of cliffhangers but even though i hate them but bingeable it's not as bad but it's it's a slower pace, a slower burn. It's more focused on kind of a comedy than it's 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 definitely funnier than the first season, and you kind of just get more of the you get more of a character build in this season than than the last one. It seemed like the last season was more focused on like the kids, and this one kind of was not. It was it was more focused on building specific characters than the group itself. So that was pretty interesting. It, they they shifted that a little bit. So a lot of the season was really focused mostly on Eleven, so Millie Bobby Brown and Will, who I don't know that actor's name, the kid who was missing last season. Eleven was definitely the most interesting out of all of them. She, you, you get more of her backstory prior to kind of what happened. You also get kind of where she has been since the season, and then you kind of even get more of her on her own, which is interesting too. So she, she grew the most in the season. She had probably the coolest moments in the season as well. And you get to see kind of her, what, kind of, I, I guess, what else is out there in terms of what type, how, you know, because she's supernatural and stuff like that. What kind of else there is in this world along that, without spoiling anything. So she's also a badass, which is awesome. <laughs> so my favorite character and one that I've seen a lot of people really love this season was Sean Astin. He's he's the actor Sean Astin. He was. Uh, Samwise and Lord of the Rings and Rudy. I never watched Lord of the Rings or what's what's Rudy. What's you that? don't know what Rudy is? Uh-uh. Notre Dame football. No, I've seen the movie. I thought that was like a character he played in something. No, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. That, that's that's, Sean that's Cuban Cuban Gooding Junior. Isn't it? No, that's Radio. Radio. So who? What? Rudy is the classic football movie. He's not Rudy though, is he? Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, look it up. Anyway, so Sean Astin. He was this character. He's this character named Bob. Bob Bob uh, Bob Newby is his name. He's he plays Winona Ryder's boyfriend. Will that's Will's mom. He he's just like this classic. He's a classic like stepdad type character. Like he's cracking puns. 
he's trying to like get on all do like cool lingo with the kids and just be funny overall he's he's such a dork but he is <laughs> he is awesome he has like there's one episode i'm not going to spoil anything that happens but so i do the tv time app and you get you can like react to the episode and also pick your favorite characters and things like that and i do that for every episode i watch just kind of see where i you know gauge and i've never seen in terms of like the character selection person's favorite episode so many people overwhelmingly pick him i think it's episode seven he was by far like everyone's favorite character so i was sitting there screaming like go bob (laughs) this is also i I, on a side note i watched this in one entire sitting so i watched nine episodes which is roughly it was roughly around nine hours some episodes are like 55 some are like 40 something so I, I watched this all in one sitting. No, only time I ever got up to stop, I paused it to go to the bathroom. That was it. <laughs> so, A, that tells you how good it is. But B, that also tells you how fucking loopy I was by the time I got to this point. And I was screaming at, I was screaming at the TV for Bob. So, But it, he's, he's see, seeing online, like I followed him on Twitter after this. And he even talks about how like this role was by far and away like his biggest in terms of getting into popular culture because obviously lord of the rings is huge but lord of the rings kind of was a a small subsection or not really small it's it's kind of a subsection it's niche a lot of people love stranger things and he gained like a crazy amount of followers on twitter and he's been relevant and stuff like that so it's cool for him and i think people when you watch it i think you'll understand why (laughs) well if he's making puns then i'm in yeah he's great there's some new characters as well so not only bob but there's also some characters there's a a girl that's joined the group called or Basically, there's kind of a, a storyline there named Max. Mad Max is kind of what they call her. Um, she's she's okay. Uh, she has her like his brother as well, Billy. He's kind of the bully of, of the season. They're, I, they didn't add a whole lot for me. I, I think she was added in to be a love interest kind of for like Dustin and Lucas. There's kind of like that, that type of thing going on. I, the reason I really liked the first season was because of the kids. And adding in some extra elements there didn't really do it for me. I kind of wanted to see just more of them, more of their dynamic. So that that kind of felt a little forced for me. And then Billy, who's the bully, her brother, he was kind of being involved because she wasn't hanging out with them. And he was just like, he's just a skeezy type dude. But again, he he, that's his only dimension really as a character. And I, I didn't like him a whole lot. So that some of those things kind of felt forced. And when, anytime they were focusing on them, I wasn't as interested so isn't billy um he's played by decray montgomery right i don't the, know who that is the red ranger is that who that shit that is yeah i didn't even think of because i knew i noticed it but he has like a creepy porn stash thing going on <laughs> it's like it's like a baby porn stash going and then like he's got a mullet and he always does not have a shirt on he has like a vest thing so i was like god damn he looks familiar but he's he almost looked like a character in ozark like he's down in missouri or something but yeah he he is that's really weird yeah huh Okay. Well, I like him a little bit more now, I guess. So this season, there's definitely more of a budget. They were given more. Obviously, I mean, it was a huge success for Netflix. So Netflix gave him more money and said, do whatever the hell you want. So better effects. Because the first season, you didn't get a whole lot of, like, the, the demagogues or whatever they're called. You got, like, the one in the last episode or second to last episode. And there wasn't really a whole ton of special effects. There were a decent amount. But this one, they threw way more special effects. And it was clear that they were, like spend your money on whatever the hell so there's that there's more licensed properties like ghostbusters were involved in this um i think you had like there's a kid dressed up as like michael jackson and things like that so and then the best part for the more money anyway was the 80s music they had so many 
different artists and songs, and, and they just threw a lot of 80s music into it. And I'm actually, I was impressed because I was sitting there, you know, watching this and thinking like, you know, they have a ton of songs and, and references and things like that in here. So I was like checking up to see when when these songs took place because I was like, okay, they can just throw whatever 80s songs in there. But this takes place during 1984, this season does. And all of these songs and movies and everything took place on or before October 31st, 1984, when the season starts. Huh. So they did their homework and made sure that that's cool. everything was fit for the time. So I was actually really impressed with that. Even Ghostbusters came out that year slightly before that. Huh. So I, I was I was really impressed by that. So that was cool. But overall, the show felt way bigger than the first season, just in terms of the effects and the monsters and... and the story in general it just felt like a bigger season which wasn't bad i mean mean, sometimes that when when shows and movies do that they get more budget that's a big concern about deadpool you know them getting more of a budget it didn't it didn't ruin it in this case i thought i thought it it felt different the season felt different to me but in a good way so they they did enough they kept the core there that was good last season but then just kind of added more on top of it so they didn't make it a completely different show like I said, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I, I still liked the first season better. The first, I mean, and I think that was mostly because you get the group more together. The season doesn't have as much of the group together. I enjoyed the kids quite a bit. I didn't get as much of those in this one. But still great. And, I mean, I'd, I'd recommend it for, A, anyone who's watched the first season. You probably already watched it or are starting to watch it. And then, B, for anyone who hasn't watched Stranger Things, definitely get on it because both seasons are, are amazing. So. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited. Uh, the, when I watched season one of this, I I didn't plan on it, but I watched it all in one day. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, try this. And so I started it at like 10 a.m. And I canceled all the plans I had that day and watched it all. And so it sounds that like season two is equally bingeable. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I, I'm pretty charged up to, to get, this, uh, get this started. I may actually start it tonight after we're done recording. Um, but definitely want to get... Want to get in on it very soon before it gets spoiled. Amazingly, I haven't had it spoiled yet. Knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have heard uh, consistently that it's very good. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Hey, if you have uh, if you have seen Stranger Things, um, get on the Twitter. Send us an email. Uh, hit us up on any of the social medias, and um, give me your recommendation. Tell me why uh, why I should jump on it right away. Tell Seth whether or not you agree with him. If you thought it sucked for whatever reason, make sure. Uh, Make sure you let him know. Well, you suck. I don't know why you would. Uh, tell Seth why he should, uh, now that he's done with it, go ahead and watch The Matrix already. Um, and just generally, make sure that you're hitting us up on all of the social media platforms you can get a hold of. We're going to link to them all, of course, in the description below, as always. In addition to that, make sure you're checking out YouTube. Uh, we have uh, The Ride Home on Jared Buckendall's YouTube channel. You can see that at Jared Buckendall. Again, make sure you're checking out his movie reviews, and definitely uh, we're going to link to the um, the Fifty Shades trailer <laughs> reaction that Jared did because it's one of my favorite videos he's done so far. Uh, so make sure you check that stuff out. Of course, go to Podknife. Leave us a podcast review on there. You can also follow them on Twitter at Podknife. As always, you can reach us by email, SoCoShow91 at gmail.com. Drop us a question, a topic, um, a movie you'd like us to uh, to review. Same with the TV series. Anything you'd like to hear about on the show. You can also reach us at otphj at gmail.com. Over the pants handjob at 
gmail.com. Not our actual email. Don't send us mail there. You can if you want. But still a fun... <laughs> They'd be really... Whoever owns that is going to be really confused. They'll be like, what the hell? They probably get lots of email they don't want. Do you think there's actually an OTPHJ? It's worth a shot. We should register it. Send a bunch of email to OTPHJ <laughs> at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what kind of response you get back. That's a fun little assignment. Yeah. That'll be fun. Hey, if you have a funny experience with whoever owns that <laughs> Gmail account... We'll, uh, we'll make sure and talk about it. I kind of want to see if we show. can register it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or at least that website. That can be our website host. <laughs> Finally, don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're getting every episode right away. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at SoCoShowPod for all the latest updates. That's going to be the end of our show. This has been episode 17. This is your co-host, Cody Michael. For my so-host, Seth Ott, we'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>